You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are back. It is a brand new season, a brand new edition of Phillies today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, April the 1st, better known as opening day for Major League Baseball in 2021 and opening day for our Philadelphia Phillies. And I can't tell you how excited I am to be back talking to you guys and uh, just getting excited about having baseball back in our lives after last season that in the moment and in hindsight really just felt like such a sham of a season with the 60 games and obviously the way it went for the Phils, obviously, you know, not being able to win two of their last eight games to make the playoffs and, you know, just the the historically bad bullpen just couldn't have made a season of baseball less fun. It just, it felt like every single game no matter what the score was, you just you felt like you were gonna lose, you know, and you felt if nothing else, you certainly had a chance to lose. And it it really made the whole experience, the whole season such a such a downer. And I am I'm, I'm just brimming with excitement for a new season and renewed hope with a team that looks like they should be better this season. They're put together better, they're run better. I, I think, you know, we haven't talked since the offseason, but, you know, Dave Dombrowski coming in here and just kind of, at least from the outside looking in, it feels like completely changing the culture and the attitude of the franchise and really just giving a legitimacy to it and making it feel like it's a, a well-run organization, an organization that seems to make moves that make sense. And I think isn't going to have a historically bad bullpen this season. So, um, and, and as we know, if they had had an average bullpen last season, they're, they're easily a playoff team. So um, I do think there is reason for excitement. Now, obviously, there, there are things to be concerned about as well. I think namely the division they play in. We'll get to all that. Um, but I, I think on opening day, home against the Braves, with a team that at least I think has a chance. You know, they, they have a chance. They are a playoff contender. Ultimately, maybe they fall short, but I think they're going to be a better baseball team than the team we've watched the last few seasons. And look, I know that I think we've all gone into the last couple seasons with a little bit more hope and excitement um, than, than ended up being warranted. And maybe that's, I don't know, scarred us a little bit. Uh, from from letting ourselves fully buy in, and I, look, I think that that armor, so to speak, is is fairly worn and and won, if that's the right term. Uh, but I do think that this team should be better, and I think logically, pragmatically, not you know hope as a as a as a process for making this this decision. I think they're a better team, and I, I think 
they'll at least give us something to to pay attention to this season, whether they end up making it to the playoffs or not. We'll see, um, and and we'll talk that at the end of the pod. But I do think that um, I think there's reason for optimism and reason for excitement. Uh, let's go through it. Let's kind of set the season up from a a roster perspective, and then you know we can talk about the division and all that. I, I think. You know, heading into the season, you have to feel really good about where the lineup is. You know, again, it was a lineup that, that was top 10 in a lot of metrics last season. And, you know, again, if not for a unbelievably hard-to-believe bad bullpen, would have been a, a playoff team and a playoff lineup. So I, I think you feel good about this lineup coming back. Obviously, you, know, you bring back JT, you bring back Didi. Those are massive moves, I think. You know, I think we all hope and expect Bryce Harper to to put together a great season. He obviously had a, a bit of a slump last year, but but started hot, ended hot, ultimately put together a really nice season from an, a numbers perspective. If he has that season over a full 162, I think a lot of people are going to be really happy with it. So um, I think you feel great about Bryce heading into the season. Uh, McCutcheon looking really healthy in spring training. The knee doesn't seem to be bothering him as much. He doesn't have that hitch in his giddy up as as he did kind of last year, and I think that's going to pay dividends, obviously defensively, but I think offensively as well. And I think, look, last year we, we saw McCutcheon really start to put it together as the season went along, as he you know got back and got his timing back and got his feel back and felt more comfortable on that knee. I mean... You know, that's a for a guy who spent his whole career, other than obviously, you know, funny enough, having an ACL injury, or, you know, it was in college early on in his career, um, to the other leg, but um, you know, then really goes a long time without any any serious injuries. So to come back from that, it takes time to to get back on the field and to trust it and to feel good about it. And I think we started to see him reach that as the season wore on, and and was really really a great hitter over the last you know month or so of the season. So I think you're excited about McCutcheon. You should be. And then, you know, obviously I think the guy, for me at least, who I feel the most excited about to see a full 162 of is Alec Bohm. The 338 average last year, obviously in a very small sample size of games, but just one of those guys who, who feels like he knows what he's doing when he goes to the play, has an approach, has a plan. Um, you don't see him get fooled that often. Um, you know, look, every hitter is going to get beat. In fact, they're going to get beat more than they're not. That's what happens. You know, we, we always talk about it, but it is a fact that this is a sport where the best hitters in the world succeed 30-plus percent of the time, you know, 30-ish percent of the time, 40% um, of the time that the top, top, top guys, obviously not batting average, but with, you know, whatever you want to call it. So I, I think that, um, Alec Bohm seems at his age and his experience level to be really advanced, you know, from an approach standpoint, from a plan to plate standpoint, from adjusting pitch to pitch instead of at bat to at bat or even game to game standpoint. This kid has all the tools you want to see offensively. I think really has the chance to be a perennial 300 hitter. And that's, it's it's a crazy thing to say about someone this this small a sample size in the majors, but it just it just seems like he's the real deal, and um, he doesn't get flustered. He's such a confident hitter. He's just a savant. I mean, 
he's been compared by multiple people this preseason to Miguel Cabrera, which I am not ready to go to. I mean, Miguel Cabrera, again, is one of the great hitters of a generation and a Hall of Famer. Um, so um, I'm not ready to go there yet. But even that that he's being mentioned in the same breath with a guy like Miguel Cabrera, it, that in and of itself is such a massive compliment for for Alec Bohm, what he is and what he can be. So um, I think there's there's real reason to be excited about Alec Bohm as a Philly now and, and obviously in the future. But but what he could do this year for this team, I think I think you could end the season and and you know it's it's somewhat bold to say it with with a team with Bryce Harper and and J T Romuto and and Reese Hoskins and Andrew McCutcheon and guys who are really good hitters. But I think you could end the season and we all say, oh yeah, Alec Bohm's the best hitter on this team. Like that's. That's how good he is, and that's how excited I am about him. So um, I think you feel great about Boehm, obviously, defensively. That's an issue. We'll talk more defense. But I think, again, offensively, and then Didi at short, you feel great from an offensive perspective and, and gives you a power element that not a ton of shortstops do, obviously, more than used to. But still, you know, it is it is special, the power element that he brings. And look, even Segura. I mean, when Segura, we're, we're, we're talking about as like the seventh best hitter in your lineup, is a guy who... Only a couple of years ago was a, a, a perennial 300 hitter. It was a guy who hit 300 every year. You know, we we're just talking about Bohm being that. I mean, Segura's done that in the majors in the not too distant past. And I think that, um, you know, obviously, look, we've seen the flaws with Gene Segura as a player uh, on many levels. But I think playing at second base, uh, I think that's easily the best defensive position we've seen him at. Uh, he is not looked anywhere close to as good at third or at short as he has at second. So you feel solid with him there. And I, I offensively, the point is, is even if he gives you what he's given you, where he is in the lineup and what he means to the lineup, you can get by with that from your second baseman. It's solid. But, but he's someone who does have the potential to get back to that, you know, at least close to 300 range. And, and if he could do that as, again, the – seventh or sixth at best most important member of your lineup that's that's meaningful you know that that's a that's a a real contribution that you can get so I, I think you feel good about where you're at with him I think you feel good uh, about the lineup in general I think obviously we all know that the big question mark the big you know the one big hole you could say in the lineup is the center field spot obviously and um, Adam Hazley, Roman Quinn, you know, that's the, the duo, it seems for now. Scott Kingery, a, just, a, a real, a real rough, um, a rough preseason, a rough spring training, uh, for, for Scott Kingery, um, and get sent to the minors. I think in a, you know, kind of surprising move for a lot of people. Um, you know, look, I, I think it was the right move. He looked absolutely lost 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 in spring like really just uh man overpowered lost overmatched um i think yeah i had to send him down and, and it's a shame considering how much versatility he offers you uh with all the positions he plays like it's a real valuable guy to have somebody who can stick in really any spot but if the guy can't hit you can't play him and that's the problem with Kingery. So um, I think it was the right move to send him down. I think ideally, I think they wanted him to win the spring, the center field job, um, but he didn't. And I think, look, Odubel Herrera, obviously that's a 
hot button issue, and I, I think you know how I feel. If you heard me at all last year, I don't want him on the team. I don't want to root for him. I, it's just how I feel. Um, but, uh, you know, look, they, they brought him to spring training. They gave him a chance, and and he did what Herrera does. He was inconsistent and didn't stand out, you know. So I think as a result, they, they felt confident in, in being able to not bring him up, and um, I think that was the right move. And look, I like Adam Hazley. I, I really do. I think there's something there. Again, we're talking about the eight hitter in the lineup. We're not talking about someone you need to be a, a powerhouse. Um, if he could play good defense out there and and get you some key hits, I mean that's 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 fine. And I think Adam Hazley, there's there's some upside there. Um, you know, Quinn. I think Quinn's not a great player. He obviously, I think, has value as the you know, weapon he can be. He can hit from both sides of the plate. He can run. Obviously, one of the fastest people in the sport. Um, I just don't think he's a very good center fielder. He makes up for it with his speed, but takes just horrendous routes, the balls. But ultimately, um, you know, I think he's worth having on a roster. It's just, you know, how long can he stay healthy? How long will he be out there? Ultimately, I think that's clearly going to be the question mark for the early part of the season. Um, and for now, I think the biggest question mark in the lineup. But I do feel like um, considering what they have elsewhere, the rest of the lineup. I feel really good. I feel really confident with the Phillies lineup. So I think that's a good thing. Uh, I, I think, you know, look, we all know uh, the big question is, uh, is can they get the pitching you know, on both the starting and the bullpen? And, and look, I think the starting rotation, I know we get so worked up over, oh, Chase Anderson and Matt Moore. And look, I don't love those guys. I didn't love those signings. Uh, I'm not, you know, going crazy for them, but. I think they're, when you, we get so myopic sometimes when we talk about the Phillies, when we think about the Phillies, because that's the club we care about. That's the team we care about. We don't really care who the, you know, raised fist starter is. And that's, you know, probably a bad example because they're better than the Phillies. But, you know, teams like most teams in baseball, the, the Cardinals fist starter or the Cubs fist starter or the, you know, the, the Rockies fist starter, whoever. I mean, you don't, and the Rockies, a bad example because they're a much worse team than the Phillies. But you, but you get the idea. The point is that, um, Chase Anderson, Matt Moore. There's a lot of Chase Anderson and Matt Moore's in a, in a lot of rotations. There, there is not enough great starting pitching in baseball. There, there are definitely teams, and and it's a shame that a uh, a good amount of them are ones that the Phillies are competing with for the playoffs, conceivably. You know, for wild card with with a couple games with the Braves. You know, the Braves have enough starters. They have they have five good starters, and you know, guys in the minors that they can supplement with and. And the Dodgers have five good starters. David Price came make the rotation. Yeah, they're fine. The Padres, those they have five guys plus they got Mackenzie Gore waiting in the wings. I mean, there are teams that do have a lot of great starting pitching. And you know, so so yes, the Phillies are at a disadvantage with, with those specific teams. But I think on the most part, you look around baseball and the Phillies rotation at the back end, which is what we're worried about. Isn't that different from a lot of them? Whether it's you know the Nationals, their own division, you know there are a lot of teams that then look. The Nationals have better high end pitching, but not that much better. I mean, who knows? Patrick Corbin is a shell of what he was, you know, when they won the World Series. We'll see how he bounces back, but the velocity hasn't been there. Scherzer is Max Scherzer, but Strasburg, you know, barely pitched last year, if at all. And, uh, you know, went deep into that World Series and has had some issues this spring with some injury and stuff and all that. So we'll see. You know, there are questions there. So I think you look at the top three and you feel good. Aaron Nola, look, I, I'm right there with you if you're listening right now and saying, 
Aaron Nola had a chance to pitch Phillies in the playoffs multiple times in the end of last season and, and didn't come through. And I'm like, yep, I'm with you. That's why. I, look, I wouldn't say Aaron Nola is an ace, ace. I wouldn't say he's a you know top, top guy in baseball, but he's one of the ten to twelve best pitchers in baseball. You know, he's he's legit, legit one. Um, he's just not an ace, ace. You know, he's just not Degrom. He's not Scherzer. He's not those guys. Um, and there is a, you know, it, it is, it is a difference. I get it, but I think you still feel really good with Aaron Nola at the top of the rotation. I think you feel great with Zach Wheeler as the number two. Wheeler was was great for the Phillies last year, and and I'm one of the many it seems who is in on Zach Eflin breaking out this year. And look, I, I think what we've seen from Eflin last few years, we've seen growth. I mean, last season he was one of the bright spots for me. I mean, his swing and miss stuff seemed like it reached a whole new level. You know, just the strikeout rate jumped for Zach Eflin, and his stuff was nasty. I mean, he threw more nasty pitches than, than maybe anyone in the rotation last year. More stuff where I was like, whoa. I mean, don't get me wrong. Nola did too. But he was great. He was really good. I, I, like, not great is strong, but he was really good, I think, last year, uh, from certainly from that perspective. And I think he's going to take a step forward. I, I feel really good about Zach Eflin as a three. I think the question is going to be four and five, and – Look, I don't trust Matt Moore and Chase Anderson a ton. I, I trust Anderson, excuse me, more than Moore. I think Moore probably has a higher upside. But Anderson Anderson's, does what he does. Like, he had a horrible year last year, but that was a weird season, you know, for I think a lot of people. But other than last season, he's, he's you know, the same guy. You know, he's going to give you a four-ish ERA. You're hoping for four. Maybe it's four or five. That, that's less than ideal. But, you know, he's a six innings, three runs, five innings, two runs. Like, he's that kind of guy. You know, he'll give you some innings. He'll, he'll you know, sometimes get beat up and sometimes give you a really nice outing, and otherwise it'll be right in between. But he's, he's going to be okay, you know, which is out of a four or five, sir, what you want and what you expect in today's baseball, unless you're one of those high, high end rotations. So, you know, I think that's okay. This team should hit, this team should be able to win some of those games. Um, Matt Moore, I'm, I'm nervous about. He hasn't pitched in the majors in a year and a half or whatever, really two years. And then hasn't been good really since 2016 in the majors, but we'll see. Look, maybe they saw something and he looked solid at times during the spring. So either way, I think the point is they're not as, as bad there comparatively as you might think. I think, look, it comes down to the bullpen. The bullpen is a question, right? I mean, we don't know. We're going to see. Who knows what's going to happen with the pen? I think they did a lot to be positive about in terms of turning this bullpen over. I know Hector Neris is still the closer. I'm actually fine with that when you look at the makeup of the bullpen. You know, we've talked about this before, but, uh, you know, the highest leverage moments in the game usually don't happen in the ninth inning. They usually happen in other spots, and, Having your best pitchers available for that is is I think important, and I think Hector's good. I think he's a solid pitcher, and I think you know I think he's kind of gotten control of the ninth inning stuff that he had so many issues with in the past. We'll see. I don't hate it. And look, if he struggles there, you have other options. But I think bringing in Archie Bradley was a great move. He's someone who can give you multiple innings too, so that's probably one of the reasons he's not in the closer role. But um, you know, Archie should bring a a solid presence to this pen that you can count on. Jose Alvarado, obviously, we've all. Talked about it, seen it in the spring. He is the story of the spring, just one of the nastiest pitchers we've had here in a long time. It's a question of if he can keep it together, if he can um, stay healthy, all that. But obviously the upside with Alvarado is literally through the roof. So, um, I, you know, that's exciting. And then I think Connor Brogdon's going to be good. And um, Brandon Kinsler has gotten big outs before. You know, I, 
Um, I don't think it's going to be a great bullpen, but I think it has the chance to be a solid, average-ish, decent, average to decent bullpen. That It has a chance. And, and look, it could be below average, but as long as it's not historically bad again, I think this team could be much better, you know, as they would have been without that pen. So, um, I, look, I'm, I'm not – I need to see this bullpen get outs before I'll feel good about it. I just I, – it's like – I can't, I can't forget last year. It is what it is. I can't forget last year. Um, but I do think they will get more outs and I think they'll be better. And I think if they're, if they're again, average to decent, this team has a chance to win a lot of games. I think now the thing we haven't talked about is that that could be, and Joe Giglio's talked about this a lot in WIP, the, the Achilles heel for this team. The defense is not going to be good. You know, they're really below average pretty much across the board there other than JT and, and Harper, um, they're below average in almost every position. DD, you could argue maybe is average, whatever. Um, I don't think they're going to be bad enough where it will cripple the team or anything like that, but it's something to keep an eye on. It's something to keep an eye on. Ultimately, I think they'll live and die with their pitching because I think they'll hit. So we need the bullpen to get outs, and we need Chase Anderson and Matt Moore to not be uh, total disasters, and we need their depth to hold up. I mean, because after that, you got Vinny V, Spencer Howard in the pen too. That'll be interesting too to see what he could do as a – you know, kind of multiple inning guy to a weapon out there. So um, I'm cautiously optimistic, to use a cliche phrase, about the bullpen. We'll see. I think the pitching in general is going to be where this team lives or dies. Um, I, I mean, ultimately, the other thing they're going to live and die with, and that's the the real, you know, flying the ointment with this team, is it's a good, well-put-together team, but they're in a division with, with two other really good teams – it looks like, and then, you know, another solid team, and and Marlins seen the way playoffs last year, and I'm not as scared about the Marlins. They sent 6-0 down to start the season. It doesn't um, have a winning feel to me, but, um, and I, I don't think the offense is going to be great. Marte, I think, is more likely to be traded by midseason than he is to be a, you know, dynamo for them that carries them into the playoffs, so I think it's the other three teams you worry about, and, and honestly, I'm not too worried about the Nationals. I, I other than Scherzer, like I said, I have no confidence that Strasburg and Corbin are going to be great all year after that their pitching is not um not scary the bullpen isn't great and the offense has a bunch of holes I mean like Trey Turner is good Juan Soto is amazing and then you know who knows Josh Bell we'll see I mean they got guys but Victor Robles um but it's not amazing you know I think look the the Braves are great and I think they're going to win the division again they have five great pitchers in the rotation. They have young depth behind that. They've got a great lineup with the MVP, Freddie Freeman, last year. Ronald Acuna, one of the best players in baseball. Um, stacked across the board. Uh, bringing Ozuna back. Marcelo Ozuna's a monster. I mean, they're going to be awesome. Um, the Mets on paper are awesome, too. Like, they are. They're stacked. they got so much talent after bringing in Lindor and just hitters at every position. It feels like Dom Smith and Alonzo and... McNeil and Conforto. I mean, they're, they're a really good team. They have a lot of talent, and, you know, the, the pen should be good. The starting rotation, DeGrom, the best pitcher in baseball, flat out. So uh, they're scary. It's a question of they have to do it, right? I have to see the Mets do it, you know. But it's a concern because I think when you look at the, the playoffs and all that, um, you know, I think that's the scary thing, right, because you say the Dodgers are in. You say the Padres are in anything in Admirals baseball, but the Dodgers are in, the Padres are in. That leaves one wild card. You know, that leaves one wild card. And and are you going to beat the Mets and the Braves out for that wild card or the division? Maybe. 
There's a lot of luck in baseball. Things got to bounce your way. Injury luck, player luck. The Mets, like I said, need to come together and put all that talent and make it work. Um, but that is, um, it's a big hill to climb. That's why ultimately I don't think they make the playoffs. I think they're like an 84, 85 win team. It's improvement. 86, maybe they'll be better. I think they're just on the outside looking in, but maybe not. Like they could be close. And look, I predicted them to make the playoffs the last two years. So this year, I'm going the other way and maybe I'll be wrong again because that would be beautiful. Um, what else is beautiful is that the Phillies are playing baseball today down at Citizens Bank Park. Phillies, Braves, Aaron Nolan on the hill against Max Fried, a, a just a dynamite pitching matchup to start the season off with. So um, I'm just pumped to be back. I'm pumped that baseball back. We'll obviously talk a lot more about this team and how they're constructed and all that uh, as we move through the season, the early part of the season. Um, and of course, you know, tomorrow react to the game today and, um, and just, it's, it's the, the, the prevailing thing I feel today is, is obviously hope like every opening day, but, but just excitement that it feels like real baseball is back 162 game season, starting in April, ending in September at the end of September and going into October and, and it's baseball and it feels, it's just exciting stuff. And I'm, I'm really ready for, for us to to get rolling and talk about this team together and and hopefully have a pennant run, right? Hopefully make the playoffs. Let's get Red October back. Let's play some October baseball. There's a chance. This team has a chance. They are not – I think they are they have a better chance than most national or whatever people are giving them. They have a chance. Um, let's see if they can capitalize. Let's see if they can finally put it all together. The, the talent's there. So we'll see. I'm excited either way. Go Phillies. Let's go. All right. Um, thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll react to opening day and uh, what the Phillies did and uh, hopefully a win until then. Thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.